bros chilling in the hot tub five feet apart cause they're not gay two bros two bros five feet apart cause they're two bros two bros Hello, and welcome to Re-Rate Queer Bait, the show where we explore the blurry line between homie and homo. I am Sky. my pronouns are he, she. I'm Devin, my pronouns are he, him. I'm Emery, my pronouns are they, she, he. And we decided to do a spicy episode this week. Oh yeah. Spicy in the sense that, um, Hetless Spicy, or spicy in the sense that, uh, it gets the discourse starting. Mm, definitely that second one. Yeah. Definitely, uh, I mean, you know, I, I would say people are going to be mad at us either way, but again, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of a, a small pad- podcast at the point of recording, so, you know, maybe if we blow up someday, we'll get canceled for this one, but. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about some Neil Gaiman tweets. Oh my god, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, we're doing good omens, and specifically that well, mm. Mm, it, mm. Mm. much to think about, much to consider, much to think about in in terms of the book. Um, I did so. <laughs> yeah, my main idea was that you know the book is very clearly kind of on that edge where it fits into the um. Definitely, like, you know, no question, we can count this as a queer bait, you know, the book. For sure. Yeah, a very published in 2006 book. Certainly, yes. Let's see where this book was actually published. Um, I believe, that sounds Wasn't it right like the 90s? in terms of the... It was probably the 90s. Publication date. May 10th, 1990. So I was very, 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 very off. But Damn. it's fine. <laughs> no one is going to know or call me out on it. I mean, or you, I will show up to their house. You did just call yourself out on it. So. No, no one's going to. And I'm already at my own house, so. Exactly. Um, yeah, just dox yourself to yourself. Yep. Um, anyway, it's I think the book counts. It's fucked up that you can just learn where your own address is. Isn't it's that fucked crazy? Up that I just have that. We should Whatever. really do more about uh, security in terms of people knowing where their own address is. Yeah, I don't need to know that shit. Whatever happens to privacy... Fucking nation's fucking surveillance state over here. Honestly. Thanks, George Bush. Yeah, thanks, 9 11. Um, Thanks, Osama. (laughs) Bad. Do you think there's an angel Osama out there? Sorry, I'm still on our like great mass detective cars thing where I just add a name of thing we're covering to beginning of historical event. Mm, Yeah, I mean, they do have the discussion in the book where, you know. Angel um, 9 11, yeah. Well, there is that. No, I was going to say that they have the discussion in the book where Crowley and Aziraphale are talking about terrorists versus freedom fighters. So my, my question was, do, do y'all think Osama do you think Crowley, was a freedom fighter do you or think, a terrorist? Which one do you think orchestrated the U.S. getting uh, Stinger missiles to um, far-right radical uh, terrorists in uh, the Middle East? Uh, uh, Crowley or uh, Aziraphale? I think it was Aziraphale. Yeah, Aziraphale was like, this is for freedom and to it's, fight tyranny. Yeah, and it's for freedom. Crowley was like, okay. It, all right. Aziraphale did it, but Crowley took credit. Yeah, Crowley's mm-hmm. like, no, that was me. Although it is hard to say because this book is so, like, British. Yeah. Mm. So, like, the universe of it is British. So it's like, is America really on the side of freedom and truth? We know England is. 
Yeah. All of that colonization sure. was fine, and that was on the side of freedom. But America... America has a problem. Is America evil? Because the Antichrist is American. Yeah, the Antichrist is supposed to be in America, but, you know, that's just jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was before 9-11, so we were still evil before we were like, no, we have to gain holy retribution. Mm. Or liberate the Middle East, I mean, I'm sorry. Or, you know... Yeah, whatever we did over there. Um, so who knows? It's hard to say. Hard to say. The main criticism that this book has for the American military is just that it seems to be very silly, which, hmm, maybe not the... Uh, the, the the biting commentary. Yeah, maybe <laughs> not the deserve. most poignant political commentary there, Mr. Gaiman and Mr. Pratchett. Well, you know. Once again... Sort this of like Neil like, Gaiman saying... Oh. This was um, end of history era where everyone was just like, I mean, we defeated communism, so I think the world's kind of solved. So now the American military is just doing silly things, like whatever they're doing that we don't know about. So I guess it's fine. Mm-hmm. And then once again, 9-11 happened and we're like, oh, oh, oh they, we are the Lord's largest military power that can't do shit other than commit human atrocities all the time. That's so yeah. crazy. You know, the, the Soviet, you know, the USSR, they're, they're gone, scourge, yeah. so now we don't have to worry about nuclear annihilation now. Now it's just a funny thing. Now it's just kind of like we Would- just got to tackle, like, people thinking that we're mean. Yeah. yeah. Or saying so- things like racism is still around, which it's not. Yeah. Wouldn't it be so wild if nuclear annihilation had happened? It'd Wouldn't be that really be funny so if- funny? It'd be really funny if we did that, though. Like, no, no, no fooling. No fooling. I think we should get nuclear annihilated. No fooling. That could be, that could be really something. That would be really funny if we did that. Really something for the, the, the funny columns for Saturday Night Live to tackle. Mm. <sighs> Fucking comedy would be so great if oh we were in God. nuclear fallout. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're really just going to need some laughs over these <laughs> next couple of years, so. You joke, but I'm, do you know how funny Jay Leno will be when he's in the bunker? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About as funny as they all were during um, the pandemic, probably. You, you enjoying this bit that we're on? Yeah, no, it's listen. It's a fun one, for sure. Living in your, nucle- living in your nuclear apoc- apocalypse bunker is, is, is just like being in quarantine, except even funnier, because literally if you go outside, you'll die. Yeah, um, what do you think they'll sing instead of Imagine? Ooh. Like, when they're, like, you know, they they have their nice expensive bunkers, and they're all, like, haha, you guys living in your apartments that don't have access to a, you know, government-sponsored bunker. 99 Luft Balloons? Ooh. (laughs) What yes, was, what's they're that? all dancing around. Oh crap, oh. that's gonna be it. What's that, that was... a? Sorry, what's that Imagine Dragons song? Radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they be saying that. God. I thought you were gonna say the one from Arcane. Oh, sure. The yeah, that one too. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to be in my bunker. Is the replace line there? Yeah, a double feature. Yeah, they'll just have Imagine Dragons playing. <laughs> thank you for thank you, Imagine. I Dragons. hope Imagine Dragons is the only band to survive the apocalypse. I hope we have to all wake up every day and just turn on the radio like Fallout style to hear Imagine Dragons. Oh, so every day we'll be waking up to Ash and Dust. Yeah, I wipe my brow I, and I slap sl- my nuts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Glad we got there. Yeah. 
Hey, do we want to talk about the book known as Good Omens? Uh, I uh, sure so. do. Yeah, so this is a novel. What if he was a skater angel and she <laughs> said, see you later, demon? Damn. Damn. Or whatever the song is. Can I make it any more obvious? Can I make it any more fucking obvious? <laughs> I'm tired of saying it, but it's true. Mm-hmm. I think this is a book that was specifically in the era was written, designed to just like... Make Tumblr girlies uh, go crazy, except Tumblr didn't exist Tumblr didn't yeah. exist, but it was designed to make like, you know... Uh, every, every preteen gay who maybe doesn't know they're gay yet just read it and go, huh? Just what was that? Is that? Was that? Did anyone else see that? <laughs> Are you allowed to do that? No, no one else saw. Okay. I did forget that um, the word faggot is in this book. 1990. Oh, it's a, sure. a young child. Which is also maybe a young why child I does th- call a faggot. May, which <laughs> is also maybe why I thought it was 2006 because 2006 was also a very strong. We're just gonna drop the F slur, but we're all knowing about it. At this yeah, point. 2006 was like like that we era. will include a gay character and we all know it, but I do get to keep dropping the F slur about them. 2006 was around when Hillary Duff had to make all those commercials that are like "Don't say gay." You remember those? No. You remember that? Where somebody would be like, that's so gay. And she'd be like, hunty, not with those jeans or whatever she said. Thank you, Hillary. (laughs) What is with the name Hillary that just does that to you? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm work was a lot today, so I'm sleepy. So I'm just I'm just kind of riffing. Yeah, we're just kind of on that energy. Um, Good omens. Um, Basic. I mean, bad omens. I don't know how like necessarily we have to get into the plot but like it is the plot is the apocalypse is happening and everyone's having a wild time Uh yeah the apocalypse is happening and and then uh i fucking lost my antichrist at walmart yeah the antichrist just decides what if the apocalypse didn't happen so it doesn't and in the tv show benedict cumberbatch calls him a little shit for it do you remember that oh i forgot that was benedict cumberbatch (laughs) yeah it's really funny He's there for like two seconds to be like, what the fuck, dude? And then he dies. Yeah, they saw him be the dragon in The Hobbit and they were like, oh, he can do a low growling voice. <laughs> it's really funny. That no one will recognize as Benedict Cumberbatch, but we'll still pay him to do it. I want Benedict Cumberbatch to keep doing that and things where he just appears, no one recognizes him, and then he leaves. Yeah. I wish that was his career. Instead, <laughs> Battery should play Khan again. I did watch the Alan Turing movie recently. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Great. Why did you do that to yourself? I bet that was a really fun time. Um, I bet that was really good and insightful. Yeah, Keira Knightley was good. Yeah. In the Alan Turing movie, I would say. Um, (laughs) I'm going to be real. I never watched the uh, Good Omens TV show. I had read the book previous to this, though. So, this was. so, So, yeah, I knew the generals of it. Yeah, I I read the book, and then I watched the TV show, and I said, nice. And then I read some more Terry Pratchett books, and I read some more Neil Gaiman books, and I said, interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair enough. I did watch the show, I did like it, and then season two came out, and I was like... Was this necessary? Neil? (laughs) Neil, you didn't do a good job on this one. No, it's kind of when you make the plot of the first book, The Apocalypse, and then you said, I think I can do that again. The answer is no, you can't. Yeah, I can throw together a season two. It's kind of like the whole supernatural thing where they did The Apocalypse, and then every season after that, they're like, what if bigger apocalypse, though? (laughs) 
What if yeah. there was like a bigger apocalypse on the way and we had to stop that one though? TV shows don't know how to lower Die? the stakes. So <laughs> so when they have high stakes, you can usually be sure that it's going to suck from there on out. Yeah, um it's kind of like the once again please let Goku die situation, but it's like mm-hmm. please let these gay angels and demons die. Goku has died so many yeah. times. Yeah, sorry. Please let Goku stay dead. <laughs> Please just let him rest. Let him fucking fight God in heaven or whatever he does. He's just so tired. Can we? Can he? No, stop he's fighting? not. That's the problem. <laughs> Fair enough. Everyone's like, "Aren't you fucking done yet?" And he's like, "No." Masako Nozawa is so tired, though. She's like a hundred years yeah. old. Let, let Goku's voice actress rest. Please, for the love Maybe of she God. doesn't want to voice Goku anymore. Stop making her yell so much. She's Stop making old. her just sit there and yell. It's like whenever I see any clips for like any new season of Simpsons where I have to hear like Marge Simpson's voice and I'm just like, that actress sounds so tired. <laughs> she sounds so tired of voicing this one character for the last 40 years. Let her go. Still don't understand. Uh, the Simpsons is still going. Yeah, I mean, I do understand because it's you know <laughs> mostly parody comedy at this point. You yeah. know, it's sort of like how South Park will never die because it's just making well, fun of Well, let's not be hasty. Well, we I, can all very much hope South Park will die, and I actively encourage it to do so. I love how us, the hosts on this show, have one beef, and it is with South Park. I mean, I we have, have a lot of beef. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. the Wednesday episode would beg to differ. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there no. is struck work, and South Park is struck work. We have that's a very, right, that's we, right. We have a very short list of shit that we're never going to cover because it would deal us too much damage. I think it's just South Park and Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> but Young Sheldon. Young Sheldon isn't struck work yet. <laughs> Is there queer bait in Young Sheldon? I don't know. I have no idea what goes on in Young Sheldon. I'm going to be very honest. I have no idea what the fuck Young Sheldon is about. Other than Young Sheldon. (sighs) (laughs) Have we not? We haven't talked about anything in this book. We have to go through the plot. We fucking haven't. Basically, I mean, yeah, it's Crowley and Aziraphale. They're at the beginning. And uh, whoopsie, um, the, here's here's Big Snake Guy, and he tempted Adam and Eve. So that's him. That's Crowley. Who's implied to be Crowley, yeah. Yes, yes. Well, his name is Crawley at this point, but it's Crowley. Um, Which is a very funny name for a snake to have. I would love to have a snake yeah. named Crawley. Yeah. I would love that's to have so a snake cute. named Crawley because it, it's Because then up. somebody would inevitably point out, hey, um, they don't have legs. He They're not yeah. really crawling. He doesn't fucking crawl. And he's like, fine, add an O. That's right. I'll be Crowley instead. <laughs> I'm not o. a crow, but whatever. Throw an O on there. What the fuck do you want from me? I didn't name myself. God did. That's right. So God looked at this very angel and said, crawl. <laughs> crawl, bitch. <laughs> crawl, slut. <laughs> And then turned him into a snake. <laughs> yeah. And then David Tennant played him, so. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, so then, yeah, he, he tempted Adam and Eve, and he's like, well, you know, I was just trying to give him, like, a fair shot, you know? I don't know why it's so bad for God to, like, uh, for them to, like, have knowledge or whatever. And it's sort of obvious, this big, like, tree there or whatever, you know, basic, like, atheist versus uh, biblical uh, discussion. 
But, um... Yeah, why give them free will if you're just gonna shit on them? Exactly. Um, but, so then... Have uh, them crawl around the mud like they deserve. Also there is the angel who was supposed to guard the gate, and it turns out he gave the humans a flaming sword. And, um... And Crowley kind of jokes like, haha, what if I did a good thing and you did a bad thing? And Ozir Yeah, what if you like, fuck the planet, you piece of shit? Damn, that wouldn't be funny at all. And Crowley's like, yeah, no, probably not. What if by giving humans innovation, you fuck the earth, you dumbass? Well, give them violence. And innovation. Well, you know, exactly. I know. Hmm. Much to think about. Um, so that's sort of the, the Azir beginning. Aziraphale invented, uh... Uh, venture capitalists. Yeah. He might have. What do you think his opinions are on NFTs? Ooh. Who do you think invented those? Definitely Crowley. Crowley 100% invented NFTs. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no. That is 100 Do you think it's like, I would think it's a misguided angel thing where they're like, well, yeah, currency is obviously evil, so we will destabilize um, the global U.S. currency. No, I um, think... By making a digital coin. Here's the I thing. Think I think Terry Pratchett thinks the devil invented NFTs, or he would... Well, if... Terry Pratchett's dead. Yeah, exactly. L- listen... <laughs> If he were still with us, that is yeah, the if exact he was joke here. he would make is the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think it's very Crowley, though. Like, looking at Crowley as a character, I think he would yeah. think it's really funny to invent a currency that a bunch of dude bros would get on and then it would destabilize within, like, you know, five, ten years. Mm-hmm. That is true. He did invent, like, wasn't it, like, phone lines is what he invented? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, wait, television. sorry. He did invent those, but he took credit for them. Yeah, he, he fully was like, "Yeah, that was me." I he guess he took credit for that. He did invent the M twenty five. Yeah, he yeah. invented like long, stupid highways. I'm pretty oh, sure he also that guy. invented TV shows. God, yes. he's so funny. Yes, so funny. I okay. Book Crowley is like, I love him so much. He's yeah. so funny. He's so fucking funny. He's just dicking around. He's like turning his car to try and hit people. Like. I do love the joke <laughs> of um, all the demons are trying to tempt people into like mm-hmm. huge, like world ending sins, and he's just like. What if I just, like, made you a shittier person slightly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what if I just inconvenienced everybody within, like, a hundred mile radius so yeah. that all of those people will inconvenience each other in more ways and it'll just compound? What it's if I brilliant. Just turned what if I everyone just... into a slightly shittier person forever. What if I made mm-hmm. everyone a little bit mad every day? Exactly. It's his job yeah, what... to be. It's his job to be a piece of shit, and he's having so much fun with it. He gets to fully be like, what if I just, like, introduced everyone into the fun of late-stage capitalism mm-hmm. every day of my life? Mm-hmm. I, here's your fucking shitty highway that you get stuck in traffic on. Here's the phone that never stopped ringing about the meeting you're supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. Like, it is perfect. Here's the, like, fucking Starbucks order that went up a dollar since, like, last week. And now you're just like, god fucking damn, I only had seven on me. And now it's seven fifty-five. Mm-hmm. It's rough. It, it's a it's a dream come true. And I I, I love him. He's yeah. perfect. Um, Do you think angels invented? I'm now I'm just on like instead of historical events, uh, weird late stage capitalist things that make me want to die. Uh, do you think angels invented uh, motivational self help things, or do you ooh. think that was the demons? Because that is so inherently ooh. evil. But I can very much see how an angel would be like, yeah, it's supposed to help you. No, I do think the sort of like <laughs> lifting yourself up by your bootstraps st- style of thing is definitely the angels. It's yeah, like they, you guys have you, so many opportunities to better yourself to do good. Yeah, yeah, you know those pieces of shit did that. 
Yeah, hundred. I do think that was the angels. Every fucking diet book, every fucking self-help guru out there, every financial guru is because of them. Well, I do think the diet thing is specifically famine. There yeah. is certain of these things that we're talking about that I do think falls under, like like the arms dealing and stuff. Definitely the war, like the the tensions themselves are probably helped by Aziraphale and Crowley, but all the arms dealing and stuff is explicitly war. She's just driving around giving weapons to people. Who do you think implanted the idea of men from Mars and women are from Venus into that guy's head? Ooh. Angels or demons? <sighs> That's so. That's so difficult. Men are that's from hell. tricky. Men are from hell. Angels are from Venus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like the order side of things would say that's probably angels, but <laughs> the repercussions of it seems like it would be definitely demons. You know? Were there I repercussions? Think, I think angels invented heterosexuality, though. <laughs> that's true. They did. Yeah. No. And exactly. No. That's why. Like I'm saying. Like the. Strict gender roles? That feels like angels to me. Mm-hmm. We can keep going on the um, the the actual summary of the book. I'm just going to keep dropping in random. What do you think invented this? <laughs> yeah, so the book kind of jumps, um, you know, a couple, couple centuries or whatever, um, and talks about how now Aziraph, or it's Crowley, and he's like, oh, yeah, and this is the scene where they talk about, like, oh, yeah, I tempted this guy, and he's going to be ours within a decade. And Crowley's like, well, I made 100,000 people really pissed off, so. Yeah, I made them a little pissed off, and they're like, what does that do for shit? And he's like, I don't know how to explain to you the intricacies of, like, global lifetime, like, shittiness. Anyway, they love me downstairs, so y'all better shut up. And they do love him downstairs. And they love him upstairs, if you know what I mean. Well. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sorry, once again, I'm very tired. It'd be like that. Um, so they love him so much downstairs that they have tasked him with delivering the Antichrist to the... Um, Please take this fucking baby that uh, the devil himself just pooped out of his butt. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, pretty much. And switch them with another. Yeah, take take this baby. Take it to um, this... Get um, thee to a nunnery. Yeah, get thee to the satanic nunnery. <laughs> the cool satanic nunnery The cool we satanic have. nunnery where they talk nonstop. And um, switch out the baby with the American diplomat. Isn't it um, so lo- funny how my wife never stops talking? I bet Satan made her do that. That's right. It's, it's Satanist to... Um, to be talking all the time i do think that bit is funny where it's like what is the evilest thing a group of these random british dudes can imagine and it's just like a place where women don't stop talking to you <laughs> it is like what is the most horrible experience that a fucking british person it's just a bunch of ladies who are nice and won't stop talking to you about their lives I do kind of... It's just like a nightmare fuel for them they're like jesus christ we can't deal with this I do kind of love the bit in this book, and you can, because you can tell it's Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman writing it, where they're uh, talking about how neither Crowley or Aziraphale like Satanists, because, like, Crowley's like, damn, those guys were a little extreme for me. And I'm like, have you ever met a Satanist? No, well, not one of you white dudes have met a Satanist. <laughs> like, yeah. true, they're just weird. Satanist. They're just weird emo people. Yeah, they, they just, they, they believe, <laughs> like, they exist solely to take the, like, most weird, esoteric parts of the Bible and be in opposition of it. Yeah. 
whatever the fucking Southern Baptist Church is doing, they're like, nah. Yeah, no. Ultimately, I think the uh, the, the 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 sort of religious stance of this book is pretty Satanist. Just like you know, don't really, yeah, yeah, like don't let you know uh uh like the the it's got this very atheistic idea of like don't let you know uh any any sort of higher power like decide who you are or decide your own sense of 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 morals you know Mm -hmm. which is which is which is pretty in line with uh with modern satanism yeah, like atheist satanism like and it's funny because one of the big things that they like talking to them I have heard a lot is they point to this very first scene that Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett write about where they're like well what is wrong with having like free will like shouldn't they like you know understand the difference between good and evil if they're if they have free will you know like um they will point to that and be like yeah like in that argument I am I am on the side of Satan and that's why I'm a Satanist Mm -hmm. and like having them point this out in the very beginning of the book and then later on in the book being like well Satanists are they're just kind of weird and cringe I'm like they are saying what you are saying in this book a hundred percent this book really has opinions on things without really knowing what they are huh Two white dudes don't know shit. I oh, don't yeah. know what to tell you. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but anyway. We love when two white dudes don't know shit. Oh, yeah. We also just love British atheism, I think is what I would say. Um, so. He I delivers the baby, but then shenanigans happened, and maybe the baby's got switched. Yeah, you know the, like, three cup coin trick? Well, that's what happened. Um, there's three babies there, and one of the nuns is kind of stupid, and so she thinks that um, the this, like, weird, kind of, like, normal-ass British couple there is the American diplomat and his wife, and so they do the wrong switch. And, whoop, the Antichrist goes with this nice British couple. Their baby goes to the American diplomat, and the third baby gets adopted into the same village as the first one, and kind of just is big and clumsy and stupid. It's just kind of a dickhead. Yeah, it's just kind of... <laughs> There's a footnote in the book that just says, like, yeah, he kind of calls himself a bully because it's better to be a bully than just sort of, like, a dumb, clumsy oaf, because he doesn't really mean to hurt anybody, but, like... You know, just kind of a dumbass, just you know? sort of a Lenny with the rabbit kind of guy. But, you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> sometimes you're born dumb as shit. Yeah, you're born dumb as shit. So Crowley takes the baby and then he goes, you know what? That kind of sucked. And he goes to Aziraphale and he's like, hey, Aziraphale, do you want to help me like uh, maybe not do the apocalypse? And they get really drunk and they talk about how the whales are going to be gone and the dolphins and they really like being here on this planet. So, like, you know, maybe if I was supposed to deliver the baby, you're supposed to thwart me. And so um, Crowley kind of tempts Oh, no, bro, you have to engage in combat with me on a Mm. metaphysical level. No, we have to keep uh, being rivals with each other. No. No, no. I'm passing you a sheet of where I sent the baby. Yeah, I love him saying... Oh, no. What if we maintained the status quo so that we could uh, maintain our friendly relationship and not be, like, overtly at war with each other? (laughs) Haha, just kidding. Unless... Yeah, what if we just kept this, like... um... This, this sort thing. of cold war that's been going on for thousands of years going so that we don't have to be like on opposite sides. 
Wouldn't that be crazy? Um, so yeah, and, and the wording is very, like, Aziraphale's like, don't tempt me, but Crowley is very good at tempting, as Aziraphale says, and so he's like, yeah, no, like, you know, you're right. I think if I was to be in opposition to you, um, <clears throat> then that would be okay. So they set out um, to sort of... At one point, he literally says, get thee behind me, and I'm just like, all right, all right. <sighs> Yeah, I think that's a TV special. Yeah, that's true. I think that's in the, the show, not the book, but it is a good line. I, I, I do love I, it. I haven't, I haven't read the, read the book in a while. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm that's... so sorry. I'm doing this all off memory. No, I love the... I Honestly, I did like the first season of the TV show. It was definitely very cheesy, but I did enjoy it. I mean, we love cheese here. I... <laughs> yeah. Um, Since we're all definitely white, we love cheese here. <laughs> yes. All of us are white. None of us are lactose intolerant. Yeah, none exactly. of us are vegan. Mm. None of us are vegan. <laughs> all of us are white. <laughs> and none of us have a lactose intolerance. That yeah. describes the podcast perfectly. Yeah, it's great. Um, uh-huh, unless. <laughs> so they go to Warlock, the child of the American diplomat. And they are, um, Crowley is, um, can you imagine being two? Can you being two fucking stupid ass Americans and agreeing to name your fucking child Warlock? That's so cool. It's gold, honestly. It's so cool. But could you imagine just being like, what'd you name your kid? Warlock? Excuse me? You want to, do you think the players played World of Warcraft? Do you think that's what happened? Um,. I Maybe think... they're old school. Maybe they played, like, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, and they were like, they, they suggested Warlock, and they were like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I think this was before everyone thought D&D was Satanist, so. Mm-hmm. So they, they might have played I think they thought bit. that almost immediately, though. Yeah, well. I forget it's, when... It's hard to say. I don't know when that was. <laughs> I think it was, like, almost immediate. I think it was, like, my teens aren't talking to me in the basement, and they're reciting things that I don't understand, so it must be the devil. I feel like Satanic My kids don't want to talk to me anymore. D&D was, like, late 80s. I'm not 100 on that, though. Oh, so no. Yeah, they probably would not have played D&D. This is an American diplomat, so he would have been like, no. That's... Satanic Panic of D&D. When D and D, sorry, you guys can keep going. I'm just I'm reading a New York Times article now. Mm, cool. Yeah, have fun with that. Um, so yeah, basically Crowley shows up as um, a no, hot dom nanny, and um, Aziraphale shows up as like a goofy gardener, and they both try to teach Warlock. Um, okay, uh, article finished reading because they're trying to make me pay for it, which is so funny. Uh huh. Um, yeah, 1980s. Okay, so yeah, they probably would not have played D&D. But then they probably didn't know that a warlock was, like, like what a warlock was. So they were just like, ha, that's, like, a cool, like, scary name. That kid is either going to has... get so bullied in school, or he's going to be, like, the coolest kid when they're just like, your name's yeah. fucking Warlock? Warlock has the word war in it, so it must be good. That's true, they are American diplomats. Exactly. So, you know, um... But they, it does have the word lock in it, and they're probably saying they're like, you know, like dreadlocks, like those things black people oh, have. Fuck. But maybe it's more like Sherlock? <laughs> the, the BBC Sherlock? Well, they're sitting no, there like, like Sherlock Holmes, you know. They like, haven't, Damn. BBC Sherlock hasn't come out yet. Do you think these fucking white people from America know what B- Sherlock Holmes is? There, have, there were movies. 
Do you think these fucking Americans are watching these old British movies about Sherlock Holmes? Are you kidding me? Yeah, probably. Being an Anglophile is pretty American, though. (laughs) They're they're watching um they're watching hot eighties action movies with Sylvester Stallone in them, Mm. like Rambo. Yeah, but maybe Mrs. Whatever. Mr. Mrs. Warlock, yeah. Yeah, Mrs. Warlock. Maybe Mrs. maybe Mom she Warlock. likes the occasional Sherlock movie. It's a little more classy. I'm just imagining that the husband doesn't let her watch movies, but I don't know. Yeah, but he's busy a lot, you know? He's like That's a diplomat. So sne- like when he's out on the town, <laughs> she she him. settles down with like a bottle of wine and a little Sherlock. You <laughs> a know? bottle of wine and thinks about why she's still married. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, where were we? Um, we were at um, Crowley and Aziraphale showing up and teaching Warlock and respectively the ways of good, of evil and good. Um, they get all the way up to his 11th birthday where shenanigans ensue. They are waiting for the hellhound to show up. That is supposed to be like the big moment that they got him in the a apocalypse. cool dog. Yes. Um, hell did get him a cool dog. A big, big, scary hellhound. And they're waiting for it to show up at Warlock, but... Uh oh, it didn't show up. That means they have the wrong boy. And then, meanwhile, in a little city called Tadfield. It's not even a city. A little township, a little, I don't know, British country town, whatever. Um, a big old scary hellhound goes to meet its real master, but the real master says, I don't want a big dog. I want like a little dog I can just have fun with. And its name is going to be Dog, and thus rewrites the hellhound's purpose, and he just becomes a cool dog. What an existential nightmare. Oh, I love it. To have a little boy uh, just say, uh, I think you should be something completely different. Yeah, well, you know. And then you forcibly must. I love the moments in the book where we get a glimpse into the dog's standpoint, too, where he like he, he says he growls at a cat in a way that would have made like a sinner like cower. And the cat just sort of like bats his nose and he's like, ah, well, my next plan is going to be to jump up and down and yap excitedly. We'll see if that <laughs> my works. My next plan is mm-hmm. going to be yap and see if that instills terror and fear into your heart. I wish I had the power to set you on a blaze with my look, but I guess that's not there anymore. Yeah, I guess I guess that power doesn't work on cats. Um, So we love that. Um. Adam's just got his four, his three cool friends. There's Pepper, Wensleydale, and Brian. Um, they're all just like having fun in their little in their little town. Um, uh, Anathema, the witch, shows up. She's trying to find Adam, but doesn't know where. Um, but this is kind of the part where like the plot gets more complicated, and Crowley and Aziraphale aren't in it as much. Um, I guess we can talk about the. Um, they do go to the nunnery. Um, that was there in the first place. There's um, kind of a fun scene there. changed into a um, business retreat area where you uh, shoot guns at your coworkers. Yeah, Sister Mary Loquacia stayed behind at the manor when everybody left after the Antichrist was adopted. And, and then it uh, got struck by lightning and burned down to the ground completely. Well, everything burned in it, but the place is still there, is suppose i don't know anyway they rebuilt it it's fine yeah so it was rebuilt the records are not there but she is still there she is running basically yeah a business a paintball business retreat uh crowley and aziraphale show up there to try to get some records but crowley has a little fun and turns all their guns into real guns uh but no they're not gonna actually die they're just gonna miraculously be saved it wouldn't be any fun otherwise and aziraphale's like aw you're really deep down such a and crowley's like nope don't say it don't say i'm good 
I, I, I won't hear it. He was going to say slut, but... I would love that. I would love one time for Aziraphale to just say, deep down, you are such a slut. Um, I think everyone should be able to say that at least once in their life. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> deep down, I know you're really your just a slut. <laughs> look in your heart. <laughs> Call someone you know deep down a slut. Deep down, I know you're a whore. Um... <clears throat> So they go there, they talk to Mary, they kind of like hypnotize her and get the information out of her that there was a big fire, there's no more records. So this line to the Antichrist is dead. But they do pick up Anathema and uh, Xerophel gets his hands on her uh, cool prophecy book and spends like most of the rest of the book uh, reading about prophecies. Um, Could you imagine naming your daughter Anathema? That's um, a, no, that's another but cool I also... Name. It is a pretty cool name. I don't have, like, a book handed down to me from the ages that said that I would name my daughter Anathema. So, That's true. You know? <laughs> I'm so glad that whole family has kind of grown okay with the, the existential dread of knowing their entire lives have been planned out for them by the very detail. You're right. going to name your fucking kid Anathema. I yeah. don't care what list you had. It's going to be Anathema. Your kid's going to be Anathema. She is going to do something to the end of the world. And it's not going to do anything. Like, it's going to... The, the world's going to end. But it's going to be fine, though, you know? It's it's all been foreseen. But the world's going to end. <laughs> it's going to be all right, though. Yeah, it's totally... Don't worry about totally it. Totally cool and normal. Um. So... Basically, um, that, the, the next part of the book, again, like, Aziraphale's locked up in his house reading, um, Anathema meets Adam and gives him a book on, like, occult things, and he starts, like, changing the world based on what he reads in there, like, he reads that Atlantis is real, Atlantis shows up. Um, he reads that there's Tibetan monks under the earth. Um, those uh, tunnels appear and the monks are like, well, I don't know how I got here, but we've been tunneling, I guess. Okay, I um, guess we're just digging over here. Yeah, I guess <laughs> we're just Don't mind me. I'm, I'm fucking digging. Um, some I'm playing some Minecraft. <laughs> That's right, exactly. My boy invents aliens. He like literally manifests aliens into the wider universe. Yeah, and they show up and they say, well, we've been told to give a message of goodwill. I don't know why. I don't really care about your planet, but we're just going to leave now. So they do that. He manifests aliens to appear and then seemingly, I don't know, disintegrate upon leaving the atmosphere? Yeah, pretty much. Do they we just should... go around and do that or... We should mention that the Antichrist's name is Adam, and he's like 11 or something at this point. Yes, yes. Uh, he's 11, so shut the fuck up, or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, no, just just having the, the, the power to, like, fundamentally alter reality based uh, according to his whims, and is also just, like, a dumb little kid who is, like, learning about, like, fucking... I don't know, alternative beliefs for the first time and being like, damn, I guess I guess aliens are out there. He got a fucking book on conspiracy theories and with the power to literally reshape reality by a thought. Uh always turns out well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he also does the thing where he um, replaces all of the nuclear, uh, I, I don't know how nuclear power works, all of the shit that is supposed to turn into electricity in a nuclear power plant is just gone and replaced by a lemon drop and it is still producing electricity and it's a big thing on the news and they're like, yeah, I don't know how that happened. Are you that, looking um... at terrorists? And the guys at the plant are like, um, 
no, because be, they, it would have been a be lot phys- to carry. <laughs> it'd be physically impossible, but thanks, Chief. This whole thing is physically impossible, but thanks for thanks for helping out, BBC. Um, Do you, um, I had another uh, funny bit. Um, oh, yeah, it's a real good thing that uh, this happened in the 90s. Because could you imagine if uh, this is the Antichrist boy got this power in the age of TikTok and Andrew Tate? Ooh. That would be crazy. That would be a fucking nightmare. That would be crazy. Um, this poor boy sitting there, he's just like, damn, women mm-hmm. don't deserve the vote. That's right. I guess. I guess. <laughs> this is how I get a Bugatti. That's right. And then Pepper really would have strangled him. She should have. Yeah, honestly. Um, okay. So, <clears throat> basically shenanigans for that part of the book. Um, Newton Pulsifer is a newly found <laughs> witch hunter who can't use computers to save his life. He yeah, is, he's just, like, cursed or yeah, something. Yeah, he's just so cursed that, like, he, like, can follow an instructions manual word for word to try to change a plug and put out the whole street's electricity. Yeah, um, so he can't get he, a job. Anytime he touches something electronic, he just has a supernatural ability to fuck it up so badly. I would love that power, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't use a computer, sorry. Like... Could you imagine? It's just like, no, seriously, my mutant abilities, if I touch anything electrical, it will break it. I think that's... I think that's... I think... I think... No, I think we do have one of those in real life. It's Elon Musk. That's true! Damn. Got him. And it made him a billionaire. (laughs) Yup. And those diamond mines, but we don't talk about those. Well... Yeah, and I think his team of hype men around him mostly doing everything for him. Oh, his loyal, low sycophants? Yes, exactly. Um, just like in succession. Hey, bringing it back. <laughs> so, um... What do you think Tom's net ability is? Hmm? What do you think Tom's Ooh. net ability is? Let's see. The same as, um, Shia Poof's. <laughs> just because his great power is sucking up. <laughs> what? Wait, so he can make a million little versions of him to be like pieces of shit? Yeah, I think so. That's fun. I just, I, I just think he's sort of a cinematic parallel there. Um, he, 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 he baits, he baits Greg into punching him, but it, he just turns into dust because he had only created a hollow shell of himself, and like seventy percent of his body is off some, just doing somewhere doing something else. Yeah. God, that really took like fifteen episodes, huh? <laughs> Uh (laughs) he went into a fucking cocoon and then was like oh are you gonna hit me are you gonna hit me and he's like turns out it wouldn't matter if you did i was already outside my big fucking meat man just sitting there like uh this i don't this would be a lot easier if i had like a fucking friend too bad he shitted himself and left damn we should podcast about hunter hunter again (laughs) No. Do you think we would survive? We definitely you, wouldn't. Do you think we would be able to do it? <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. You know what? If if nuclear if if like the fucking if if nuclear war happens if 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 World that would War be Three the bunker activity. Off, 
Yeah, yeah no, we'll just then... start it, uh, the whole thing over. Be yeah, like, that's... we're going to make new jokes this time. <laughs> yeah, that's when we're we do our Hunter Hunter podcast again. That's the ideal time for it. We're just going to do it again. <laughs> yeah, we... that's when our we're all in fucking like strategy. <laughs> we're all in like specialized survival capsules after like global warming causes flooding around the world. We're just going to be like, okay, so this episode, Shia Poof is still in that fucking cocoon. <laughs> That's exactly right. We get 10 minutes of Moreau being like, yeah, he's in the cocoon. Yeah, he's in the motherfucking I might hit the cocoon. cocoon again. <laughs> what will happen if I hit the cocoon? Leorio's still not here. Leorio's <laughs> still, sir, not appearing in the plot. Kropika got one scene where he's doing the sickest fucking album cover pose. Poor little Kropika. Don't say poor him. He's, he's a blorbo. <laughs> fucking sopping wet he's he's over there he's over there in a room full of eyeballs he's doing great pathetic he's doing fantastic exactly he's missing pathetic. like one pair and he's like i'm fucking feral exactly that's what's so pathet- pathetic about him anyways the end of the world is happening and the four horsemen are gathering yes yeah that's the big thing um famine has a funny restaurant that doesn't actually serve food it just kind of tastes like food that's funny um uh, war, war is... is like a sexy lady and whenever she's in the room uh-oh the dudes are getting a boner the uh-oh. dudes are getting a boner and it's called war yep testosterone war um uh pollution is there um basically just polluting you know? pollution is just kind of sitting around yeah yeah and death is in a cool biker bar with a cool helmet on yeah that makes him look cool and we get a funny joke where um he's playing a trivia game one and says uh when did uh uh fucking uh elvis die and death death says i didn't do it and it's supposed to be damn he's alive Mm -hmm. to which i say why um also well in the book the joke is that he's working at the diner yeah Famine's diner. He's behind the counter singing his 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 little his little ditties as he's a line cook. Why would he do that? You know, he's just, that's just what he's doing. Me as Elvis, I'm damn. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be I'm, a line cook. Fuck I'm all gonna that. Drop my fucking music empire to go be a line cook in a diner. That sounds like something I want to do. The whole thing with uh, trying to rat on fucking agents in the black community fail so i'm gonna work at a diner this time well you know sometimes you know working for the nixon administration i'm just gonna work for the diner sometimes you fake your own death and you don't really have a plan after that you're just like well i guess i'll try it and see where i end up that's true if i faked my own death i really wouldn't know what to do after that yeah i would so want to just text people and be like never mind i was joking but you can't <laughs> yeah it gives the bit away so you just have to keep pretending to be dead yeah you're just like damn you're like damn i can't hang out with the boys anymore sort of just killed off my whole so- social circle by <laughs> killing myself yeah this fucking sucks <laughs> i can't podcast anymore the fuck damn fucked up Okay, or, so on the all other of the... hand, you could start mm-hmm. a new uh, you could start a new Hunter Hunter podcast and change your voice a little, and no one would be any the wiser. Yeah, that's right. You'd be Starting making brand different new... jokes. Yeah, I could make totally different jokes. Like, <laughs> why isn't Wolfen's fat ass out like that? Oh, mm. oh, that's exactly right. 
I bet Shia Poof is definitely normal. No, we definitely made that joke. Never mind. Well, you know, there's going to be some repeats and some, some eagle-eyed... That's what makes the authenticity of it. Some eagle-eyed listener out there is going to be like, damn, these two podcast hosts sound kind of familiar. Yeah, that eagle-eyed listener who has access to the episodes we didn't release. Here's the well, thing. Really Go Hunting had like less than 100 listeners. I, I, I don't think there's... I, I think the chance of overlap could you between imagine, the two shows though? is going to be pretty low. Could you imagine, though, if there was an eagle-eyed listener out there, though? That's what I'm saying. It's like Ooh. one person, one person in the world has listened to both Devin's post-death uh, podcast <laughs> and, and Gone Will Hunting. Yeah. And was like, damn, those two sound kind of familiar. And some of the jokes are just like a little too close together. Could just, it be that they faked their own death and started a new Hunter Damn, Hunter why Hunter the podcast? fuck won't this host shut the fuck up about that filler boat episode? <laughs> Yeah, everyone's everyone's gonna fucking forget about their Elvis isn't dead theories. They're gonna it's all gonna be Devin isn't dead. That's right. Devin isn't dead and he's podcasting about Hunter Hunter again. <laughs> <laughs> Using his time very wisely. He's out here just making more Hunter Hunter podcasts. It fucking sucks. <laughs> Flooding the market. That's right. Dropping the Hunter Hunter podcast stock. Damn. Yeah, the, uh, the Hunter if, Hunter podcast economy is failing. It's in shambles it's in right shambles. now. Okay, if, okay. The if book. you had to, to completely erase your identity and start over, what is the first podcast you would record besides Hunter Hunter? That one's obvious. <sighs> Shit. Um, so this is No One Knows Who I Am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a complete new identity, new year, new me. Mm-hmm. Shit, what would I podcast on? What would I be extremely annoying about, but not in a way that people would immediately recognize it as me? That's a tricky one. That might be something I bring up at the end of the episode. I'm, I'm thinking about mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Might have to percolate on that. Yeah, one what a would bit. what would yours be, Emery? Gosh, that's 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 tricky. Uh, yeah. Would, it's something I, that you have to be able to do that would only make the most like eagle-eyed people be able to be like, hold on, yeah, hold on. God, yeah, no, doing it another Digimon podcast might give it away. Uh, yeah, it would kind of, or you could wait. Uh-huh. You would do a Digimon podcast, but it would be on a series you would literally never in a million years ever do. It would be on Frontier. Oh yeah, no. It would be so you can talk about Digimon, but in a way that everyone who would fucking, like, someone would be like, I think that's Emery. And then everyone would be like, if you know Emery, Emery would never touch Digimon Frontier in a million years. That's right. I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to do Digimon Frontier is the thing. Like, maybe Cross Wars, because, like, Cross Wars is bad in a way that might be funny to talk about. Cross Wars is bad in a way that's funny. Yeah. I think mine would just end up being Twilight. Since our brand <laughs> is mostly like gay content, there's really there's not a lot gay in Twilight. No, but there's, there's a lot to talk about in Twilight. I mean, yeah, you could talk about Bella Alice and be like, yeah, something was going on there. But, I think listen. I think the problem is I think I would just become a Star Wars podcaster. Mm. But listen. I would only talk about Sheev. <laughs> but that might give the game away. Yeah, yeah Listen, yeah. not to spoil it, but uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that uh, that uh, Breaking Dawn might be the front runner for our next April Fool's episode. I mean, 
It is incredibly funny. It's, it's really funny. The fact that the book was so boring and just so nothing that they had to add an entire dream sequence fight scene. <laughs> that was the coolest thing that those, those movies have ever done. At the end, they were like, yeah, that looks sick as shit, huh? But you wouldn't want that to happen. I mean, it wasn't as cool as the baseball scene, but... I mean, yeah, sorry, my bad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Vampire baseball is still supreme, but... That's right. But... Maybe I'll start fight. a baseball podcast. I don't... Oh! That's some shit that I would never do. <laughs> That's some shit. Find a way to tie baseball to Digimon, and you might got it. You might oh, have it. Oh, you know... I mean, you could do baseball, but do, like, baseball RPF. Uh-huh. You know? Interesting. Just be like, mm-hmm. Wait, 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 wait. I think, okay, so this is the way. I would get weirdly into, like, a sport, which anyone who knows me, I would never do. But would just be for, like, weird shipping content. I would exactly. just be so fucking annoying. I would just be like, I think these two baseball players are dating. And someone would be like, they're real people. I'd be like, yeah, but... No, listen, that shit is out there. There is hockey RPF. I'm sure there's baseball RPF. That's a nightmare. It's out there. <laughs> That's a nightmare. I don't think I can <laughs> ever do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Those are real people. Please don't do that. <sighs> hey, Anyways. what were we talking about? If you um, had to write RPF about any podcaster... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's a cursed one. Yeah, I'm trying to think about like podcasters who aren't just like people I know or talk to in any of like (laughs) podcasting networks. Mm -hmm. And I'm only coming up with like major podcasts. Uh, Evil choice. This is bad ending. Um, Joe Rogan. Yeah, no, that sucks. Yeah. Um, thinking of other podcasters who are like big enough that if they say their names people would get it that there's my brother and my brother and me and that's a big no mm-hmm. yeah um god what no f- fiction you could write about them would be as funny as the shit they do in real life who the McElroy brothers oh yeah um I'm gonna go into my pocket. This is not an episode about uh, good omens, by the way, listeners. If you were hoping <laughs> um, that you could sit down, and you're like, oh, I get to listen to their takes on good omens. No, you're not. First of all, I mean, we'll get to the takes. shame on you for thinking about that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a fucking blank. <laughs> There's nothing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna write RPF for podcasters. <laughs> Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah, that's that's an evil thought. That's <laughs> a dark thought. I'm not thinking about, like, what podcasters do I ship together? <laughs> Damn, when I hear them talking about random subject I'm minorly interested, I'm like, tension's electric. <laughs> Maybe maybe I, would do, maybe I would do TMI. one on the two hosts of If Books Could Kill. You know, I was thinking about that, and I was like, no, I can't suggest <laughs> the host of If Books Could Kill. I can't do it. Well, They're very funny, though. <laughs> Those books do suck. Uh-huh. I mean, it doesn't have to be shipping RPF. That's true. That is usually what RPF refers to. That's mm-hmm. true, that's true. 
I uh, my scenario for them is they podcast like regular friends. That's right. Oh look, they're already doing it. I've solved it. Wow. Okay. Good omens. Oh yeah, good omens. Good omens. Oh so, yeah, good omens. So Newton Pulsifer can't use computers. He's working for Shadwell now, who is a witch finder sergeant. He's a fucking freak, yeah. Yeah, who's getting paid by both Aziraphale and Crowley to do witch hunting. That's which so is funny. Really funny. He just has two sugar daddies. That's right. An angel and a demon sugar daddy. Um <clears throat> And Newton starts to realize, hey, um, the only thing that I can find um, that's, like, potentially witchcraft is that there's, like, this one town that has perfect weather for the time of year. Isn't that weird? Um, And he's like, no. Yeah, not really. But then, um, but then the uh, quote-unquote southern pansy Aziraphale calls him and says, hey, can you check out this Tadfield town? And so eventually Shadwell's like, all right, fine, you can go. It's so funny that every time Aziraphale shows up, he literally just looks him in the eye and calls him a faggot. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just... no, this this book uh, multiple times just it, it either has characters or even the narrator pointing out how, uh, how gay-coded Aziraphale is. <laughs> They just look at him and they're like, no way. Mm-hmm. No way. Me about my own OC. What a faggot. <laughs> no way. Look at this um, fucking Not fruit. a single way. I want him obliterated. That's right. I want that twink obliterated. Um. So. Or do you think Aziraphale is a cub? Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm not getting into this right now. No, we can't. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Most specifically, he is a dandy, which is like a very British type of gay person. That's true. He is a dandy. Um, A space dandy. That's right. Um, So Newton is going to Tadfield. Um, Aziraphale uh, eventually, like, finishes his, like, prophecies and stuff. Um, But then... Uh, Shadwell, like, Shadwell goes to his house for some reason, I guess, to collect his dues or something, and says, oh, shit, you were doing some scary shit. Um, Aziraphale gets discorporated, and then comes back in the body of Madame Tracy, who is the lady who lives across the, like, hall from Shadwell, and is, um a sex worker, and also does, like, um, seances. And she's in the middle of a seance when Aziraphale sort of, like, jumps into her body. Um, but then helps... Uh, yeah, he just hijacks this woman. Yeah, he does just sort of hijack this woman, but then also does get on the, like, hell phone with some dead guy and says, hey, uh, y- hey, wife, I want you to shut the fuck up. Um, God, I hate women. <laughs> I hate women so much. Um... Let's see. There's just so much going on in this book. Um, Adam is starting to come into his power, and he starts to realize, like, hey, um, we can take over the world. I have the power to do anything I want, and I'm 11. I'm full of uh, angst and emotions, and, you know? Yeah. I don't think it is my bedtime, actually. That's right. Um, And his friends are kind of like, hey, you're acting kind of like fucked up. And he's like, no, this is good, actually. I'm normal. This is great and good and it's awesome. And what I'm going to do is meet my uh, new cool friends who have motorcycles. Yeah, my cool new friends. Um, 
Famine, war, all of them, they're riding to a airstrip. Death and post not clarity are all riding to an airstrip. That's right. Um, Crowley's headed there as well. His car is on fire. Um, honestly, like, they all get there. They do some shenanigans. Uh, the it boy- turns out he made a giant uh, a mistress with uh, the uh, highway he built, which is it's just a portal to hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. It well, just, he did that on purpose. Um, just yeah, he to did be a, like, he did a whole Amestris thing. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. and he was all like, haha, I'm going to get major points for this. But now he has to take that highway down to Tadfield and it catches on fire. And he's like, oh shit, this was a bad idea. He's like, why did this I do that? This is like actually a portal now. He's like, why did I fucking do that? Yeah, damn, this is fucked. Um, Shit's crazy. Um, <clears throat> but eventually they all make it, including fail inside the body of Madame Tracy. They all make it to this airstrip. Um, Newton has to sort of just sit at the computer and push a button and cancels all of the nuclear shit that war was going to do um, by crashing all of the computers. Um, then basically Satan shows up and Adam says, you're not my dad. Um, Bye, Benedict. Yeah. And then Satan is not his dad anymore. Uh, because he made it so. So now he's just a normal boy, and the apocalypse never happened. Um, so that's cool. It is so funny that the entirety of this book is how Aziraphale and Crowley are, like, completely useless the whole time. Honestly. This whole book is from their POV, and all of the problems get solved because a little boy is like, Yeah, I know, I think I just like my regular dad. Yeah, you're just like... A little too intense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his, yeah, like there's like his friends kind of are like, hey, we don't like the way you're acting. And he's like, ah, and has a tantrum. And then he's like, you know what? You're right. He says, I do like my bedtime, actually. I was kind of being a dick. Um, We don't have to do the end of the world. That sounds shitty. Um, <clears throat> actually, the world yeah. should keep on going how it is so that people can learn from their mistakes and not make things even more fucked up. Well, why would they do that? No, they're like, how, how would human makes things more I love up. knowing that this book did in fact can't come out before 9-11 because it makes everything about it even funnier yeah God. it really just keeps cementing how funny every book that was like the world the world's gonna be alright that came out before 9-11 yeah. everything that was like we're at the end of history and everything it's clear skies ahead and I'm just like you, you fucking idiot the 90s were an extra special time <laughs> you of, dumb like, motherfuckers. We're at the turn of a millennia, like, you know, end it's of history, end of an fine. era. It's all great. And then 2001, bam. It just immediately breaks bad at dot-com bubble. Japan's economy tanks. 9-11 happens. It's just so funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What an era in history that we, <laughs> so we got chosen to live in. So fucking good. Oh yeah. These dumb idiots. That's the book. Do we have any moments that we want to point out between these two gays? I think that they're very cute with each other. I do like when um yeah, they're they picking up down. Yeah, they're picking up Anathema and Crowley's like, get in, Angel, and Anathema's like, oh. Well that's kinda cute. I guess I wasn't uh in danger anyway. Um uh, uh, sorry, my brain is completely rotted this evening. That's okay. We um, can talk about the show and stuff too. The show did add that whole fan fiction bit in the middle where they were like meeting up throughout history. 
Oh, it did uh, include the ending part where they wear each other's skin and scare the angels and demons. That was very funny. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, I'm... my favorite uh, bits about them are the fact that they literally want to prevent the end of an era because they don't want to stop hanging out with each other. Mm-hmm. Literally, yeah. Like, Crowley is, They literally like, try to define the very uh, nature of each other's fates uh, because they're like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to stop texting you. Yeah. They will They will take my cell phone away if we do this, and, you know... I do like all of the ways, like, all of the things he knows about Crowley that he's like, well, like, there wouldn't be any good uh, musicals up there. It's only Sound of Music. That's the only one you get. Yeah, that does sound like a nightmare. We can't let this happen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Do you think the only... Wait, 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 wait. Do do you think uh, gave Lin-Manuel Miranda the idea for Hamilton the Musical? Ooh. Which one of those sick fucks do you think did it? That feels like a... That feels like a both to me. <laughs> I don't know if that's they both gave him the idea or they both just kind of took credit for it, but uh, that is firmly on the both line to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was a Lin Manuel Miranda special. Do you think it was definitely an angel that now... made? It was definitely an angel that made Lin Manuel Miranda do the "Love Is Love" rap. Oh. Which one of them convinced him that that sexy lip bite was was correct? Crowley. <laughs> Crowley. <laughs> yeah, no, that was Crowley. Um, I do think Crowley also invented the Hatsune Miku Thomas Jefferson binder. No. <laughs> Oh, no! I think that was a Crowley special. <laughs> Do you think Azarefo convinced all the celebs to sing Imagine? Yeah, I think he thought it would be so sweet. He was like, I thought it would be sweet, and now everyone fucking hates me. That's right. And you know they're right. Yeah. They're right to hate you. Exactly. <sighs> Man. So, the TV show... Makes it gayer, but also exactly the same. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Like... It uh, has the power of two actors being able to look at each other and play off each other. Um, uh-huh. With that sheer ability of, say, um, what if in this scene, when it begins to rain a little, I use my wing to uh, make you an umbrella? Mm-hmm. Umbrella. Ella. Ella. A- they added a-, a bunch of shit in the middle where um, there's, like, this whole thing where they keep taking each other out to lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which, and it uh, also from has... From Sonic X, I know is, like, the gayest thing you can do. Yes. Is yeah. to use company money to go to dinner with your uh, co-worker who you're dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we remember that. Um, there is... I do. I remember fucking Topaz and Rouge the Bat. I, I, I No, I'm being serious. We all remember. Good. We know and love. Never forget. Mm-hmm. No, we remember Topaz and Rouge the Bat's cute date. Um, it also adds the bits where, um, Crowley is like, you know, we could, like, run off together, and Aziraphale is like, we cannot run off together, the world is gonna be gone. Um, so there's some extra angst in there between them. Um, it does end the same way with the whole bit of the, oh, there was a nightingale singing in Barclay Square as they were having dinner together, and it's very romantic. 
Um, yeah, they just take each other out to dinner, which I think is inherently very good. Yeah. They're yeah. two uh, ethereal beings on opposite sides, technically, but um, just perfectly poised to have learned enough about humanity to be cute with each other. Do you think they can do fusion with each other? <sighs> hmm. That's the real test, isn't it? I think they can. Yeah. And I think it creates one Troy Siobhan. No. <laughs> no. Why would you say that? Because I'm right. Hi, yeah. this is my new OC. They're a fusion of Crowley and Aziraphale. They have one angel wing and one devil wing and, and, and heterochromia eyes. <laughs> they can be your angle or your devil. I and mean. it's Troy Sivan. Yeah, it's the yeah. change of heart Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> <laughs> this is um one where um the the queer bait of it feels so integral to the idea that these two are um uh endless uh beings who are literally diametrically opposed and they still love hanging out with each other. Mm-hmm. And so the hilarity from there becomes um there are not many moments, but like you're just like, come on. Yeah. Come like, on. it's just whenever they're talking, they just have such yeah. banter with whenever each other. You're like, yeah, other, you guys like, have been on Earth for... You guys want to kiss so fucking like, bad, but literally your spiritual natures will prevent you from doing so, and it's just making you insane. It's making you both rabid. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have known one friend over centuries, and it's, it's like each other. It's like if two magnets could be gay for each other. It's like, you guys want to kiss so fucking bad, but you literally it's like can't. Liter- it's they've making just, you insane. They've just spent so much time hanging out, there's no way that it can't be at least a little gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you since the literal beginning of creation, you guys have just been hanging out with each other, and you want me to believe it is not, there is not tension there? Like, come on. Mm-hmm. So, that's where I'm at with them. What are we doing for rankings? Or do we have anything else to talk about? Neil Gaiman tweets? <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> I know. No fucking way. I'm, like, specifically talking about when he said, like, uh, uh, that, you know, because they're angels, like, they don't experience, like, a human form of romance, and also they're asexual because they're angels. Yeah, me too, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, most of that's in the book. Because the, yeah. the, the big joke in the book is uh, Aziraphale would be gay if he had, like, male anatomy. Like, if mm-hmm. he was actually a human male, he would be a big flaming homo. But because mm-hmm. he's an angel and is not technically, doesn't have a human sex, he can't be attracted to his own sex. That's such a fun way to say your character isn't gay. I <laughs> love when char- people are like, this character isn't gay because they're literally not human. yeah they're super gay but like you know they can't be a gay stereotype because they don't they're literally not a man they are a gay stereotype but they're not gay yeah because they may like embody the form of a man and they may use like pronouns of a man and they may like literally everyone the story calls them a flaming homosexual but they're not actually a man so it's fine Mm -hmm. and it's good yeah I mean, he's as, in love with Crowley, but, you know. Yeah. As we all know, no non-binary person has ever self-identified as gay. 
It's n- never happened. Literally never. No non-binary arrow aces have ever said I'm gay. They never do that in the history of the planet. Mm-hmm. I- it's a tough one. He was specifically yeah. getting hounded because people were like, well, say they're same sex. And he's like, well, they aren't because they don't. And that's in the book. And I don't want to disrespect like Terry Pratchett and all that by saying like, yeah, they, they're gay. But at the same time, like, come on, man. Say something worthwhile. Say something what true Terry and beautiful. Pratchett tweets would be like, hmm. Probably, I feel like he'd just, like, be the kind of person who just, like, tweets about what he's doing that day. Like, what he got for groceries. Uh, yeah, exactly. He would tweet about his groceries, and he would, like, fully be one of those old men who has no clue what's going on. Like, you're sure he does know, <laughs> but when anyone tries to engage him in internet discourse, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm simply playing Luigi right now. Yeah. he. I think, I just think he would be better about not getting owned. Not talking oh, himself would, into a corner, Oh, basically. he would never be owned. He would literally constantly be like, I'm literally just playing Luigi right now. I think Terry I'm on Pratchett would mansion. be better at counter-trolling than Neil Gaiman is. Exactly. True. The counter-troll is literally just still playing Luigi's Mansion. Exactly. He's like, I'm fucking still playing Luigi's Mansion. I don't know what's going on. He's got a vacuum cleaner that sucks up ghosts. Did you what know you that? Did you, guys, did you guys know that? I would be the celebrity who plays a game that everyone should inherently know about and just be like, did you guys hear about this? Have you guys heard of this fun game? Have you heard about Luigi's Mansion? He has a fucking vacuum cleaner. And I do that for the next 10 years. (laughs) I'm like, damn, the game design in this game is fucking incredible. Did you know there's a ghost behind this box? That's what I'm going to do. There's so many rooms in this mansion. You, you You can spend hours on this game. This game is truly a sandbox for the it's a feast for the senses. <laughs> My favorite open world game, Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> People are calling it the House of Leaves of video games. God, what mm-hmm. if like Bioware made Luigi's Mansion? How about we don't open that evil box? What if Harry Potter Hogwarts game, but Luigi's there, Mansion? No, there I would definitely no. <laughs> there would definitely be some bisexual ghosts you could date. Well, never mind. Mm, back on board for bisexual ghosts. Baldur's Gate Mansion 3. <laughs> Luigi's Gate 3. Wait a minute. Nope. Mm. It's probably Attack on AO3. Never mind. <laughs> Luigi's Gate or Luigi's Gape? Uh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Whichever. Yeah, no, you know. Luigi but... Gate. Luigi Gate is when you see Luigi's Gate because it got leaked. Mm, <clears throat> you're so right. That's so true. <laughs> By Daisy. <laughs> yeah. And Bowser. Mm, that was kind of gay in the Mario movie. I didn't see it, so I I have no clue. Mm-hmm. It it was brief. Yeah. I know um, my experience with the Mario movie is that I saw a funny picture of, you know, when Bowser sings the Peaches song, but instead it's at a church and they replace uh, Peaches with Jesus. And so I think about Bowser sitting there on his little piano singing Jesus, 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 Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me giggle all the time. (laughs) 
I would like to see Bowser as like a Christian rock star. Sorry, let me see if I can find that image real quick because uh-huh, it's uh-huh, so uh-huh. fucking funny. <laughs> what are we doing for our rankings? Why search for this? Oh, image? Hold on. This. Oh which, yeah, sorry. Uh, which one was it? Angels or devils that that cast Chris Pratt as Mario? <laughs> it was angels because he's a true warrior. <laughs> He's on the side of good, he's on the side of order, and they like him. Yeah, I just, you know, I have to assume that after a certain point, because obviously the the apocalypse would have happened in, like, I think early... I don't remember if they wrote it backtracked or if it was supposed to be, like, early 2000s that the apocalypse happened. (laughs) That's a beautiful image. Beautiful. (laughs) It's so fucking funny. Um, I'm gonna send the picture. mm Mm-hmm. Um... I just have to assume that after a certain point, Aziraphale had all of these ideas that Crowley was like, oh, that's so deliciously evil. But like, was like, yeah, Aziraphale, that sounds like a really good yeah, and holy so, idea. He said, so true, bestie, you should do that. So true, bestie. Bestie, I love that. Oh, I mean, I hate that. That would be so bad for me as a demon. Bestie, you should do that, Chris though. Pratt is the perfect choice. That will convert so many people to Christianity if you put Chris Pratt in the Mario movie. Everyone will that. love that, actually. Which I would hate as a demon. Yeah, it would be so bad for my side, you know what I mean? But like... That's why you should do it. Yeah, you should do it, for sure. And image sent. I love sending images in this audio-only medium. Mm-hmm. 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 You, should, you, should, you should look at it. It's in the... It's in the... <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> Jesus, 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 Jesus. I love that the font gets bigger each time. (laughs) I love how it's all slightly weirdly spaced, so it feels like he's just enunciating Jesus really weirdly. Yeah, it just sounds like he's going, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) Also, the sideways piano, really good. (laughs) They did not try to print, like, a sideways, like, a piano from a profile. They just did, like, keys in front of him. Just, Uh like, they're perfect. Communicated the idea efficiently. This was put together by someone who does not know how to draw a piano or how to draw Bowser, and it's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, the fact that he looks like he has some weird haircut, like, in a five Uh o'clock shadow. Um, The fact that he looks like he's doing the Bugs Bunny, like, communism hour, Uh like, pose. He really just kind of has, like, Simpsons face. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like. This is Homer Simpson. (sighs) His arms are so small, too. (laughs) It's just so fucking funny to me. I don't know how he's going to play that piano with them small arms. But. Small town Christian youth groups are the funniest thing on the planet. They're evil, but they're so funny. Oh, yeah. <sighs> what are our rankings? What are our rankings? What do we think for no homo? No, no homo. homo. No homo. No homo. I'm feeling like at um, least a three for no homo because we do yeah. have. Cano- he can't be gay because he's an angel and angels don't have sexualities. Yeah, angels don't have Yeah, we know it's a love story, but we don't know if it's a gay love story or not because neither Crowley or Aziraphale have genitals. Oh, is- I forgot to mention the funniest part in the whole book is where um, Crowley uh, admits that his plants go really well because he uh, uses um, negative reinforcement on them. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the plants. <laughs> he threatens them a lot. Yeah. He threatens them and throws them in the garbage disposal and shit. That that one's pretty good. That one's really funny. Mm-hmm. We do love that. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking of three. Yeah. This is yeah. the most, like... This is the gayest you could have been in the 90s if you were, like, a major publisher. Mm-hmm. Without it being Fight Club. Or American Psycho. Yeah, they can be gay, but they don't have genitals, so they can't have gay sex. Yeah, so it's They fine. can be in love with each other, but they can't have gay sex. But, like, in love with each other, like, you're in love with your homie, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, Crowley's always in female, so, like, is he really a man or, like, you know? Yeah, you know? You know? And everyone calls a Sarah Phil a fucking faggot, so it's fine. <laughs> exactly. How about no hetero? Uh, this book is pretty hetero. I didn't even mention it, but uh, it is incredibly heterosexual. Even Anathema like and Newt fucking... hook up in the end, and so do Shadwell and Madame Tracy. Yeah, so like insane conservative, like insane conservative witch hunter dude. Like gets, gets he literally looks at her every single day and literally calls her like a fucking harlot, and she's just like, yeah, keep keep talking, <laughs> keep yeah, speaking no, that's... to me like that. That's straight. He's like, I'm on going to level. fucking strangle you in your sleep. And she's like, it gets me going. That's right. I love it when you call me the whore of Babylon. I love when you literally call me a horrible, hideous monster. It really run, revs my engines. Yeah, no, that's that that that's some heterosexual shit that was staggering even to me. That's some heterosexual. <laughs> every like man and woman has to be tied off together, at least somehow. Mm-hmm. You have to know they all found love in the end, except the two angels. Well, no, they're in love. They're just not having sex. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Much like um, uh, Kirk and Spock. Yeah, God. exactly like Kirk and Spock. Exactly like Kirk I just and Spock. I love he Kirk. Kirk loves the female form so much. Yeah, and he definitely... The creature known as a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he only can have sex every seven years, and he simply needs to nut more than that. And yeah. It's very unfortunate. They love each other, but they can't fuck. Um, so no hetero... No hetero is hard, because it is very hetero. I feel like the... If we're talking about the validity of the ship, I feel like it is almost there in the text that they are in a relationship if not you know yeah but it's in like the most hetero way you can say it though yeah Yeah. i want to give it a two yeah or a three i'm leaning towards a two or three maybe a two just for that fucking one maybe just just for the 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 het couples that we got you know Yeah. yeah yeah Because it isn't that very straight where we're like, every, you know every single like man and woman who interact with each other even once have to be tied off in a bow. They have to be mm-hmm. like, damn, we're going to fuck right here now. But like when it comes to like the maybe gay couple, it's just like, well, if you read between the lines, mm-hmm. you might mm-hmm. get it. But I, I would never tell, wink, wink. And it's like, okay, well, you told for everyone else. I think the one that does make me insane is that there's like, <clears throat> in the show, when they're getting on the bus after they say we're on our own side, um, Neil Gaiman like points to that scene and says, you can't really see it, but they're holding hands as they get on the bus. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you can't see it. Yeah, I can't fucking see it. It's The camera tells me where it is. They're not holding hands if you it's not what? on screen. I think it's a two because there's a character there's a character who is a witch named Anathema and she's not a huge lesbian. Honestly, I was so shocked. <laughs> 
so shocked. Yeah, she fucks like the most like ain't shit guy I've ever heard in my the entire life. The most mm-hmm. milk toast white guy on I, like, the planet. I, I could like see I them was going fucking insane. when the world was ending. I was surprised by that, but it happened. But then the fact that she's not a lesbian in the end, like just like, yeah, we had our, you know, apocalypse sex, but like, I don't know. It's just sex. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit fucking insane, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's so, very like, hetero in the sense that it will be like you know, maybe for gays. And it like clearly is just like, I didn't know lesbians existed. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Other than like that thing that's on like, you know, the X tube tag. Exactly. Okay. No Romo. No Romo. I mean, they're married. Yeah. They are married. They're cosmically married. Yeah. No. Also like the fact that they have like, uh, uh, you know, just like, a friendship that has lasted for like literally thousands of years despite being like on opposite sides of the heaven and hell mm-hmm. on you know on opposite sides of the paradise lost exactly that's pretty gay that's like extremely gay I feel mm-hmm. like we can give it a five is that fair for that no Romo good. specifically yeah. yeah that sounds okay. good to me all right, and then that puts us at a 10. Very respectable mm. score. I don't think we get much 10s, honestly. Yeah. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. Good for yeah. them, good for them. Yeah, good it's a good them. spot to be in, I feel like. Yeah. Did either of you watch season two? Like, not just no. for this, no. but like at No, all. I heard it was releasing, I said, the story's over. I hear they kiss. I hear they do that. So the whole plot is them trying to set up two lesbians. What? what? So there's these two. Okay. What? Okay. What? This is kind of like when uh, Emery revealed that the other hunters and lucky books <laughs> happened. And we were like, what? I want to give you guys a brief overview of season two because. Yeah, so please do. These. So it starts out. Gabriel shows up at Aziraphale's bookshop having kind of lost all his memories and they're like whoa what's going on so Aziraphale does a miracle so that nobody would know Gabriel like if they saw him so that's the setup for people keep showing up at the bookshop being like whoa Angel Gabriel he's missing what's going on but they can't recognize Gabriel as Gabriel um and like very powerful magic he just did yeah and then so the reason (sighs) yeah they show up and they say, hey, what was that miracle for? And Aziraphale says, oh, um, there's these two ladies on this street that are in love and I want them to be in love. And they're like, oh, okay, so we're going to be back in like a week to see if they're actually in love or not. And so then Crowley and Aziraphale have to like the whole season try to do like this meet cute for them and like make them realize that they want to date each other. Um, while one of them is in a relationship already. So, mm. I, Beelzebub also is, uh, like a lady now. Um, I don't know why they recast her other than to, like, I, I, I would probably have to go and look. There probably is a reason. It's probably not what it seems, but it does really seem like they just casted a lady so that in the end, there's like this whole thing where Gabriel and Beelzebub, like, also fell in love. Okay. And, um,. Gabriel put his, like, memories into a fly so that he could, like, get out of heaven. 
And then he what? and Beelzebub run off together. What? And then Sandalphon, who is like, or not Sandalphon, um, uh, the Metatron, who is like the voice of God, offers Aziraphale Gabriel's job. So Aziraphale is like, hey, Crowley, um, you could come work with me for heaven. And Crowley says, how dare you? I was about to ask you out. We could have been on our side. And then they have like kind of like a hate kiss. And then Aziraphale says, I forgive you. And that's the end of the season. What? Huh. What? I just had a completely unrelated thought. This book makes fun of Freddie Mercury a lot. Like the year before Freddie Mercury died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sure does. Sure does a little bit, huh? Uh, no thanks. disrespect to Freddie Mercury, as I'm pretty sure the credits say. <laughs> you know. I love that description wash over me, and I've already forgotten every single detail about it, but thank you so much for your emotional labor of watching season two of Good Omens. <laughs> yeah, I wanted it to be good. It wasn't. Well, it was bad omens this time. I wanted it to at least be like, okay, they're gay now, and they kind of are, but it is in exactly that way where, like, they spend the whole season going, well, we're not in love, are we? And then Aziraphale's like, well, I'm going to go back to heaven, so fuck you. Yeah, wasn't the uh, whole thing about the uh, first season that he didn't want to do that? Oh, is that he would be really bored in heaven? Is that he specifically did not want to do that? And, like, wants to be on Earth? Yeah, hanging out with uh, Crowley and his little gay little bookshop. Yeah. You know what? I can't get into the litigation of the destruction of the character here. I don't really care that much. It's just like... Yeah, I don't know why well, they wouldn't. Why he wouldn't want to be on Earth. I do kind of see there is the thing where he's like, yeah, Crowley could be an angel again. And Aziraphale's like, surely that is the thing that Crowley would want, is well, to be an angel again. He said explicitly every time you talk to him that he doesn't want that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is, here's the necessary trade-off we need to make. The, those two can kiss, but only if their relationship is doomed. Yeah. You know, you know, that is the Naruto and Sasuke route. It's so. sort of a very roundabout barrier gaze kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, they uh-huh. can kiss, but only in like a, like, uh, if if they went any further, it would be a hate fuck because they're so mad at each other. Mm-hmm. The Naruto and Sasuke route, I see. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm, now I'm back in. Now yeah, we're, so, now we're um, here again. So that's season two. I can't wait for season three. If it sounded bad the way I said it, just know that watching it the whole season, like there, I can't remember anything. <laughs> How many episodes other than what were I in said. it? It's ten. It's the same what length the as the other one. Calm and down. I'm sure other stuff happened, but it didn't. Did it? Like land at all? Like that's what I remember is them having to set up this like dance club so that these two ladies will come and figure out they're in love with each other. God, it is the most end of history ass uh, show because of that. Is like damn. The apocalypse happened, and now we're literally all just fucking buying time. What is there to fucking do? I... It's like, the world sucks, everyone's miserable, the world was supposed to end in a ball of fire, and it didn't, and now we're all just stuck here. What's happening? That's what they did. They said, you know what, no. No, 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 no. (laughs) I like it right here. I like everyone just kind of being in like a mire of misery. Late stage capitalism feels good, actually. I like it. And they do have some moments that seem like they're like testing out their new like 
life together. Like Aziraphale says, like, our car at one point. And Crowley's like, excuse me. And Aziraphale's like, communist voice, our car. Um, so that's all cute. And then it just turns into, actually, I'm going to go to heaven and you're going to come with me, Crowley. Wow, Crowley's the, mad. That is the most modern marriage is that you live in two completely separate homes on opposite sides of the country and you just text each other once every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yep. So what are we doing next time? I think you guys already know. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Must I say it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Just just Please for the do. listeners. It's Lord of the Rings Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. It's the two towers um, that did not come down on 9-11. Damn. Um, and, uh, you know, the book is nicely separated into two discrete chunks, the uh, everyone else and the Sam and Frodo chunks. So if you want, you can fully just read the back half and the Sam and Frodo chunks if you want. Um, or you can be brave and strong and you can read the whole book. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really matter to me because I've already done both. Because so. we're only talking about Sam and Frodo. I'm only talking about Sam and Frodo. I will chip in every so often to be like Legolas and Gimli are still gay for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about where I'm sitting at this point. Yeah. If I didn't talk about anything, any other gay characters in Naruto other than Gara, I won't get into it again. Um, <laughs> then I'm not going to start doing it for Lord of the Rings. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't think this surprised anyone. This is gonna where I'm going to be for the next six weeks. Um, and then after that, we'll see. Maybe right. I'll talk about Madoka Magica. <laughs> maybe I'll talk about Revolutionary Girl Utena. God. Uh, <laughs> maybe don't maybe. make me watch Utena. <laughs> maybe. Maybe we'll talk about um, Code Geass. Who knows? The world's my oyster. It is that. That is that. Um, should we do plugs? Sure. Yeah, I'm so. on a podcast called Check Out This Guy. Uh, it's a funny little show where we talk about OCs we've made up. Uh, ooh, the latest episode we recorded, uh, we talk about personas, and we make personas for Spike and Elvier. That was an all-hands-on-deck episode. We were all in there recording. Wonderful. That's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Finally pulled the trigger. Finally made Spike and Elvir make a fucking persona. Yep. It's gonna sit you down and on podcast and make you hash this out with yourself. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Wonderful. What fucking animal is in there? Let's figure it out. Pretty much. Um, well, we'll be eagerly awaiting that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also on an upcoming audio drama, details forthcoming. I'm also on Fur Affinity with the username Space Robot. I do commissions and shit. Wonderful. Um, I have shows tumblers. We have We Rate Queer Bait and Gone X Will X Hunting, and then I'm also on Bandcamp at L Sky. Um, you can find me on the site form to see notes, Twitter, not doing shit for tat, um, at, uh, Groove and Ghastly. You can find me on another podcast called, uh, the Sonic Shuffle. Things are getting silly because we had to cut out a bunch of stuff because of the, um, the, uh, writer's strike and everything. So now we're basically relegated to the comics and Sonic X, and that's where I've drawn most of my power. <laughs> um... 
So things are getting real silly every single week. We finished the Choose Your Own Adventure game that we've been playing for like three fucking episodes. Oh, hell yeah. And let me tell you, shit got weird. I still don't know what happened in that. Damn. Um, Let's go. But that's where you can find uh, me. And I think that's it. I think that's it for us. I think we all died physically. Yeah. What if we left the podcast and started the apocalypse? What if we left the podcast and talked about uh, Hunter Hunter during the apocalypse? Yeah, what if we left the apocalypse? What if we left the podcast so we could start building our apocalypse bunkers? It would be really funny if, like, we started uh, recording about Hunter Hunter again. But much like Tagashi, we literally timed it to a schedule where he would release a chapter and we would also release an episode. Mm-hmm. So it would be these long points of hiatus that seemed like kind of out of nowhere. And then everyone would be like, yeah, I forgot about that series. And then suddenly we would drop an episode and be like, oh, shit, we're so back. And then uh, we just wouldn't again. That would that, be crazy if we did that. That would be, that would be that really would be crazy silly. if we did that. <laughs> that would be, be really really fucking crazy if we fully recorded an entire podcast about a show and then just didn't let anyone listen to it but also referred to it all the time that would be fucked up that would be that would be kind of that would that would that would be a little silly (laughs) that would be really silly i'm just kidding we would never do that not even once not even once that would be so funny though never ever Unless. 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 It's all true. Good night, everyone. Good night.